0: Hello and welcome again to another episode of Five Plain Questions, a podcast that proposes five questions to Native American artists, creators, musicians, writers, movers and shakers, and culture bearers, people in the community that are doing great things for their communities. I'm Joe Williams, your host for this conversation. I'm director of Cana, the Native American programs at the Plains Art Museum. My goal is to showcase these amazing people in our Native American communities from around the region and country. This week, we're going to take a bit of a turn. Uh, For the past five months now, uh, we've been focusing on artists and curators and uh, art administrators. Uh, This week and for the next several weeks, we're going to be focusing on sort of the movers and shakers portion of the intro. And we're going to be focusing on Native American physicians and uh, medical uh, personnel. And you know there, there's quite a few here in the community, but unless you're not in the, the mix, it's hard to see them. And in full disclosure, um, my wife is a graduate of the University of North Dakota Medical School uh, from 2019. And so the, some of the individuals we'll be speaking to in the next few weeks are graduates um, from the program or they're still in the program. And they're gonna be talking about their experience and what got them into medicine, and the goal, of course, is to for potential um, future doctors and nurses and practitioners to hear this and to get inspired and know that they can do this too. And we'll talk a little bit more about this in the outro. But yeah, so we're going to move forward th- with this. And I want to introduce you to Mylan Pentia, a member of the Navajo Nation, but also recognizes his father's Zuni origins as well. Mylan is a graduate of the University of North Dakota Medical School, and he was part of the Indians in Medicine program, or INMED. What makes Mylan so interesting is his dedication to helping his community members, his advocacy in the BIPOC and LGBTQ communities, and his mentorship with Native American youth who are looking to get into medicine. So, let's jump into this interview with Mylan. Mylan Pentia, thank you for joining us at Five Plane Questions. Uh, it's an honor to have you here, and thank you so much for your time uh let's just jump into it um let's talk about the the first question here uh can you introduce yourself and talk about your your backgrounds where you're from
1: a hello thank you for having me Uh, my name is mylan pentia i am navajo and zuni pueblo i am originally from new mexico um there's a hard to pinpoint where i am from in new mexico just because we moved around a lot um but my mother is from crown point and we spent a lot of time in crown point on the reservation um And my dad was a football coach, so wherever he decided to teach and to uh, coach, we would move. So we moved around all over New Mexico. So I usually say I'm from either Crown Point, New Mexico, or Albuquerque, just those centralized locations. Um, My biological father, though, is Zuni. Um, He is from the Zuni Pueblo, so we also lived in Zuni for a little while while we were little. Um, So again, that's why I say I'm from basically everywhere in New Mexico because of where uh, my parents were from um, and where we moved around a lot as children.
0: Uh, growing up and going to schools did you did you go to public schools or travel schools or a mix of both
1: we went to public schools um we went to public school in uh, navajo pine in crown point and in albuquerque um uh, we like i said my parents were in the public school system so we went to school wherever they decided to work
0: so uh you're, you're being on this podcast is a, is a little bit of a departure from the, the normal guests that we have on the show. Uh, up until this point, um, we've primarily focused on artists or curators or, or people in, in the arts field, but as the podcast uh, states that we um, we want to talk to and interview people that are not just um, artists and musicians and, and, and all that, but movers and shakers and people in the community that are doing good things and something that you've been a part of in this community for I think we're going on six years now is InMed which for those who don't know is uh, Indians in in Medicine and that's based out of the University of North Dakota. Um, Can you talk a little bit about um, I guess why you were involved with InMed and what led you up to that point?
1: Um, So I think it's a very good thing that you mentioned kind of Art and artists, and I think we can think of ourselves, um, those of us who are in sciences and in medicine, as like the art of science and the art of medicine. Um, we can take the talents that I think a lot of us grew up with as Native individuals and then kind of twist that and um, then have us um, kind of hard to describe the way I guess that special way of thinking um, and turning it into how we can care for patients or how we can be in a lab and do science. Um, But going back to your question with the in-med and at UND, um, as I was kind of pursuing my career and trying to find out what I wanted to do um, as an adult, I um, did hear about the Indians in the Medicine program um, through older students who um, were applying to medical school while I was an undergrad, and it was actually um, another Navajo um, undergrad that was a few years ahead of me, and he was applying, and that's how I heard about the Indians into Medicine um, program at uh, the University of North Dakota. And then um, at that point, I started going to conferences um, that he told me about through the um, Association of American Indian Physicians, um, who also, also mentioned a lot of the in-med programs around the country. Um, they're not there aren't a lot of them, but there are several. Um, but yeah, so I just got involved, um, just through kind of going to the conferences, talking to other native med students, um, that were at these conferences and then we were getting in contact with, um, other pre-meds who were like us. And, um, that's just how I got involved with in med and just kind of kept, um, researching the schools, researching, um, how the program would have helped me as a medical student, um, So, yeah, I think just kind of my um, hearing word of mouth and then just doing my own research about in-med.
0: What brought you into medicine? Uh, What was um, was there a situation or someone that you knew growing up or was it something that was of interest to you at a certain point? Uh, Can you talk a little bit about that?
1: yeah so with uh, my family when we were growing up in um, Crown Point New Mexico, um we lived in our own house, and then my grandfather um, and some other family lived in another house and Unfortunately, one thing that does affect um us indigenous peoples is diabetes, and that's what my grandfather had um, and he struggled really hard with it and I noticed that as a child. Um, you know, he had to give himself shots, he had oxygen tanks, and, you know, we were always just questioning, well, why does he do this? Why does he do that? Why does he have to poke himself every day? So I was always that inquisitive kid asking my parents, you know, why do you have to help grandpa so much? Um, And I don't think it's a unique story to me, but it's unfortunate that we don't have a lot of access to health on the reservation. Um, So a lot of the care came from those who were living inside the house, so us. Um, And as I said, I was very inquisitive and Um, eventually asked my mom if I could help with my grandfather's care. So it was just kind of being around that and noticing that there are medications, there's kind of, you know, diet and exercise that'll help someone. Um, And then I was always that annoying little kid that was like, oh, I'm going to be a doctor when I grow up. I'm going to be a doctor when I grow up. And so even I remember we had like an assignment, we had to make a poster um, about, you know, choose two careers that you're going to want to want to be when you grow up. And I chose either a lawyer and I thinking back now, I spelled lawyer wrong on my poster and um, the other one was a doctor. Um, And at that time, I think I forgot, like fourth or fifth grade, I wanted to be an orthopedic surgeon, not knowing what orthopedic surgery was, but I think I might have saw it on TV somewhere. But um, yeah, it just kind of evolved from that to kind of seeing my mom and then myself taking care of our grandfather um, in Crown Point and then just kind of going through and finding a love for science in each grade that I was Um, and a love for anatomy a love for you know I think I was 10 or 11 and for Christmas uh, my parents knew that I was really interested in science so they actually bought me like this toy microscope that I could make my own slides with like dirt and flowers and whatever I could find outside so I think they they themselves knew um, from my early age that I was going to go into some field of science. And like I said, um, it was either going to be doctor or lawyer. And at this point kind of spoil over alert, I decided to choose medicine
0: when I was around nine or 10. Um, my parents also got me one of those, um, those <laughs> microscopes or was it microscopes. Yeah. Yeah. It was like a little red one and it had like a little came in like a styrofoam case. Yeah. And I, I loved it. I absolutely <laughs> I had it for the longest time. I, I have no idea what it is today, yeah. but yeah, no, it's, it's a great memory. Uh, can you talk a little bit about um, your med school experience? Uh, you know, because there's a lot of young people that listen to this podcast. And so someone who might be thinking about whether or not they could um, cut it in med school or be a doctor. Um, yeah, if you could talk a little bit about that. Yeah.
1: So um, I kind of took a very tumultuous way to med school. Um, I'll kind of back up a little bit before you. Um, talking about med school specifically, but getting to that point. Um, I did stay in New Mexico for my undergrad. Um, I have my BS in biology from New Mexico State University. Um, from there, I stayed on and did some graduate work um, and some graduate research while I was trying to figure out, did I really want to go to medical school? And at that point, I figured out that research and teaching was another option for me because, again, like I said, I really liked research and science um, as a whole and medicine being kind of that under that umbrella. Um, So I took some time to really think about what I was doing. So I was doing research. And during that time, I was also volunteering, shadowing physicians and working in the ER as a scribe. So I still held on to that um, plan of becoming a physician while also working um, as a scientist, essentially, I guess you could say. But ultimately, um, I applied to medical school, um, to several schools, and I got interviews. um, And I really did like the in-med program at UND um again from previous students they mentioned a lot of the support that they have um for native students and under the school of medicine in general for medical students um and back in 2014 2015 interview cycle i ended up finding out um in january uh, of 2015 that i was accepted to UND's um medical school under the inmed program so that was very exciting um and at that time, I was actually working at the University of New Mexico as um, an intern tech uh, scientist in uh, the cancer center there. So, um, even as I was still advancing into medical school, I was still um, acting like a scientist in the lab. So, but um, um so back to your question, how kind of medical medical school was? Um, I. I was very lucky in that I had a lot of older friends who were already in medical school in the various years 1 through 4. So they were always kind of giving me a taste of what med school was like. So in a way, I was kind of ready, but also you can never really be ready for medical school just because of the demand. Um I think the scariest part of starting medical school was orientation week. <laughs> we I unfortunately um because I had to work up, up until the last minute, you know, to have money for, for school. I, um, packed up my car. I think the Friday before med school started that Monday, I spent two days driving and I got to Grand Forks, North Dakota, like a day before medical school started. So I didn't have enough, like a turnaround time to like rest to get used to being in a new part of the country all by myself because I I drove up by myself in my tiny little car. Um, let me hit orientation week. And from there, it was just, I think the way they described it was, you know, you're drinking, trying to take a sip of water from, you know, the uh, uh, fire hose, essentially, you get so much information, um, you can only take so much in at a time. Um, and it was a lot. And it was very intimidating. But I just had to remember, um, you know, my family was back home. Uh, both my dad's, my mom, and my grandparents were like, you know, you've made it up to this point. You've struggled so hard, and you've persevered, and you can continue to do that. And I just always kept that in the back of my mind that yes, it's a lot of information coming to me. Coming to me, I have to learn a lot, and I have to absorb all of this. But I know I have the ability to do it, and I know I have the support from my family back home to do that. So even through orientation week, which was again the scary time of like how to be successful in medical school then the next day was how uh, how to fail out of medical school <laughs> and what happens if you fail out of medical school so you know we we already got accepted we're ready to go and we're already you know day 3 talking about ways to fall, fail out of medical school which was kind of scary and very intimidating but um, luckily I had other in med students um, with me and again thinking about my family and just really pushed through um, that orientation week and then finally we got to the less I guess less scary stuff for me because having already gone through graduate courses um the biochemistry cell biology and all that and anatomy um wasn't necessarily that new to me so I kind of got comfortable in that first um first few weeks of medical school was a bit quote-unquote a breeze for me just because I have been learning that stuff for the past three or four years in graduate school but um then it just kept evolving into more and more (laughs) stuff I didn't know about anatomy and, you know, physiology and, you know, stuff that we didn't touch on in undergrad because it was just way too much detail, but it was detail now that we needed to learn as suture physicians. So it just really, um, keeping up with what was given to us and then making sure that we had time to ourselves to make sure we could reflect and kind of rest our brains a little bit, um, and kind of reevaluate, you know, each point like, okay, this is hard, but I can do it. Um, I had people supporting me and I have friends around. So it was was a a mixture of that each block that we went through for each year of medical school. And um, they say like the first two years of medical school are the hardest because that's when we learn a lot of the basic sciences that we need to take our first board exam. And then, you know, each year above us, they always said, oh, it gets better, it gets better, it gets better. (laughs) And it did. Um, First year was really hard because you're adjusting to medical school. You're adjusting to learning all this information. Second year, you start studying for your first board exam. And then third year is when it gets a lot better because you're actually out in the clinic um, in, in each of the core specialties that, you know, you think of what medical school is. And you're out there actually doing stuff with patients you're in the OR you're in the clinic you're in the hospital you're actually kind of doing what you signed up for I guess you could say and then fourth year comes around which is a lot easier is when you decide um, what specialty you decide to go into and typically you spend more time within that specialty kind of ready yourself for residency and then just really getting to know um, what you'd be doing as a physician so yeah that's kind of a med school in a nutshell for me (laughs)
0: And in that third year and fourth year, uh, you're rotating through all the different specialties, and so you kind of get a taste of, of what's out there as a physician. Um, you touched on uh, something that, that I think is would be comforting to know is um, the statistically, once you're in med school, um, the dropout rate is actually very low. And I think that's because of the screening process before you get into med school is, is so... Uh, vigorous i suppose yep so yeah i think um you know people are often afraid of failure Mm -hmm. but i think there are systems in place to set you up for success yeah uh, once you get there um so what have you learned along the way through med school and and this this whole experience
1: um i guess you could say i've learned to fail (laughs) Um, um you know, med school is hard. You know, these board exams that we have to take are really hard, um, and that you just really have to think about the ultimate goal. Like you're wanting to be a physician, you're wanting to take care of people, and you know, a lot of the Native students and other you know people of color within medicine plan to go back to their own community. So you really have to think about that and make sure that you have that as your end goal. And while you're studying and preparing, that you really um, keep that in the back of your mind that you're not only doing this for yourself, but you're doing this for a whole community. Um, so I think that, you know, knowing in in med school, you're allowed to fail, so you can (laughs) fail here, fail there. You retake, you, um, have the opportunity to really show what you really know because sometimes you know if you might have a freak out when you're having to sit down for three hours and do 120 questions within that three hours you might just have a bad day so um, as you said there are systems in place even before med school and in med school to keep you there and to retain you because a lot of investment of your time and the school's time is on you so um, don't be afraid to fail but make sure you know that You can't always fail because then, you know, you you could be released from med school. But um, we're very lucky in that we had a lot of support um, with faculty, with the in-med program at our school, kind of keeping us in check and making sure that we were doing fine and um, and doing fine and being successful. So, yeah.
0: And this leads us to the the last of the the five questions is what would you say to the 18 year old or the 22 year old or someone who's looking to get into medicine? um, What would you say to them?
1: I would say um, explore other options first, because I know a lot of my classmates came right out of undergrad into medical school and really didn't have any life experiences. And there were some of us in IdMed who were older. I think the um, we were in our late 20s, early 30s when we started medical school, and we had a lot of life experiences that some of our classmates didn't have. And you could kind of see that. Um, within our class and I would say as an 18 year old I would tell myself don't be afraid to explore other options just just to get them knowing that your end goal is still still going to be becoming a physician but um, you didn't have to concentrate on biology you didn't have to concentrate on chemistry in undergrad Um, you could have we had people who had dance degrees language degrees and I would say explore kind of you know you you as a pre-med we'll get all the stuff that you need to, to apply to medical school, but make sure you go out and just really live life and don't take everything so seriously as an 18 year old. Um, or even when I graduated at 22, 21, I was still kind of very sheltered and I don't think I would have been successful in medical school at that point. So I'm kind of glad that I didn't apply right away. Um, and I got to experience teaching and learning some more and more specific with, um, cell biology, um, and working. I mean, I worked at Walmart, I worked at Target, I worked at Hollywood Video growing up. So that kind of taught me a lot um, and made me really um, independent from my parents very early on. So I would just say just kind of keep grinding, but also have some fun. And you know, you'll get to your goal, just explore, have fun, and then just continue to work hard.
0: I think that's a great point. Um, I think a lot of in-med students are a little older than the average medical student. Mm-hmm. But again, I think that plays to their advantage, mm-hmm. you know, having that life experience, having a perspective yeah. on why they're there. And I think appreciating it a lot more. Um, that being said, you've also dated yourself, being that you work <laughs> at Hollywood
1: Video. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I worked there when um, we still had VHSs, and they were barely transitioning in DVDs. So, yeah, um, I have dated myself quite a bit.
0: (laughs) That works. I I worked at a movie theater um, with film, (laughs) with film projectors. And, yeah, we had VHS tapes (laughs) and all that, too. So, no. (laughs) But, no, that's great. Um, where, Where can someone find you if they want to get touch with you or if if you're available to get uh, to speak to. Um, Yeah.
1: Yeah. um, I love to mentor. Um, I loved teaching as well. So um, actually this year um, I am taking kind of a year off. I'm doing a research fellowship um, at the University of Connecticut. Um, So I'll have a bit more free time since I won't be out in the hospital or rotations or I won't be, you know, in class studying. Um, but yeah, I have social media. I have email. Um, I don't know if you're able to post that stuff on the webpage for this podcast, but anyone out there who is interested in either research, um, or medicine, like medical school, PA school, nursing school, anything really, um, they can definitely reach out to me. Um, you can see some of my sciency and then just annoying posts on Instagram. It's, um, at Miley two, four, two, four. I chose that when I was like 24 years old. So don't judge me on my screen name, but it's just M Y L E Y and digits two, four, two, four. Um, and that's on Instagram. And, uh, you can also probably friend request me on Facebook. I'm, you know, through available through Facebook chat, um, and, Um, video chat as well so i'd really encourage anyone out there who is interested in medicine and in science to reach out i definitely want to talk to people and make sure that uh, we get more um, indigenous individuals within the stem programs and then i'll also put a new plug in there Um, i recently just got um, voted in as an executive board member for the association of native american medical students as the research liaison i'm seeing how i'm doing a research year but still involved in medicine so you can also just look us up on um it's called ANMS. so again the association of native american medical students you can look us up there and find out um a bunch of us indigenous people who are in medicine and all of us are very much um, wanting to reach out to other individuals and get get you guys to where you need to be or want to be
0: Mylan, thank you so much for this. Um, yeah, thank you
1: for your time,
0: and we wish you the best of luck at Yukon.
1: Thank you for having me.
0: And that does it for this episode of Five Plane Questions. I want to thank Mylan again for uh, such a wonderful conversation and sharing your time and your information with us. If you want to connect with Mylan, um, look him up on social media. Uh, as we recorded this episode, he was still living here in the far go more area i paused because uh he was between Grand forks and fargo um but now he is a scholar at the young innovative investigator program at the university of yukon so we wish mylon the best of luck and we know uh he will be doing great and amazing things out there as he did here and so yes look him up we're in the day of social media so you have his information. It should be in the show notes if you need to double check. Uh, But yeah, if you have questions about med school or just questions about the field in itself, he is a great resource among a lot of good resources out there. So yeah. Uh, But that being said, most importantly, uh, I want to thank you for joining us and spending your time, which I feel is a very important story and perspective from our community. So thank you for that. Please join us next week as we speak with another incredible in-med person, And yeah, I can feel confident saying that um, we have uh, four in-med students uh, that we will be speaking with uh, in the coming weeks, and so we're we're excited about that. Uh, I'm Joe Williams. Uh, You can find me on cana that's C-A-N-A-A, Creativity Among Native American Artists on Facebook, or at the plainsart.org website. There you can see our programming, our past videos, and these podcasts. You can also find us on SoundCloud, iTunes, and Spotify, and soon there will be other podcast platforms. And if you have a suggestion for someone for me to speak with, uh, please find me on the Facebook page and message me. I'd really like to hear from you. So that being safe, that being said, <laughs> be safe out there. Uh, wear your mask. Uh, that, uh, the COVID-19 is still out there. Uh, we have to be careful. And so, yeah, see you next week.